0: Sure
1: thing.
2: back now to father malachi martin and um uh my caller uh who uh, claims to be practicing uh, white wicca caller you're back on the air
3: hi how's it going my name's richard richard okay you're doing good all right cool well then um yeah everything that i'm fixing to say kind of relevates or excuse me it kind of goes with everything that you've been talking about the last few days uh with bible codes and So on and so forth with with what you were talking about today. Well, anyways, my best way to describe it with with which, I think his name was Steve, who he was talking about a few days ago. Well, anyways, I'm like blabbering. I'm like
2: so. You are blabbering, so get to the
3: point, please. All right. Okay. The best way I can describe it, sir, would be echoes, all right? Say say when everything first started out, right? You got nothing. And then what happened? is this nothing to consciousness. That consciousness is that get you up feeling in the morning and it's just zinging right out there. That's what God is right there. He's everything that's good and it's great and it's creating all, right? Okay, as far as Satanistic goes, I mean, you can stretch it out on a line, okay? On one end, you got totally just hell and on the other end, you got just heaven. And in the middle, you got what y'all were talking about earlier, the third plane. That's that's what you might want to call the color magic. That's what's easiest for most people to understand. Is Uh, that the world you're in? Excuse me? I said, is that the world you're in?
2: No, I'm... What are you talking about, man? Well, I'm talking about Um, what you said when you came on the air, that you practice white Wicca. uh, Yeah, no, I practice just... It's not white Wicca, it's just... All right, well, then, uh, thank you for the call. Uh, you're not even consistent with what you first said. Um, on the, uh, special first-time caller line, you're on the air with Father Malachi Martin. Hello.
4: Hello? Hello. Oh, okay, I'm on. Oh, these new agers make my teeth hurt, aren't Uh, I've been, uh, practicing Wicca for about 30 years plus, and Father Martin there sounded so in touch with everything. Um... I was wondering if I could ask him a couple of questions. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, ma'am. All right, uh, Father. Yes. Um, would you say that things have been going kind of crazy in the world since the Catholic church broke with tradition? Yes. Uh, would it be better if the church went back to the old tradition? Yes, but I think now uh, that's impossible. They can't go back,
5: unfortunately. What will happen will be some new form. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I say unfortunately, because you, you can see my, my mm-hmm. prejudice there, uh, they, they it would be better, but they can't. They've gone so far.
4: Yeah. Okay, because uh, at one time I was a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, with my religion, I, I pull some of my favorite saints into it too. Because mm-hmm. as you know, with Wicca, we encompass a lot of different religions. I know you do. I oh, know you do. Yeah. Um, so that's all right. Yeah. Um,
5: provided you honor Christ and... Christ.
4: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, it, it, it's a strange combination, uh, but as most Wiccans find a place that's comfortable for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started a couple of covens, and that was one of the main things that I would present to the people is for them to find a place for them that was comfortable. Yes. Yeah. And in which we really don't have black and white. That's just an easy way to explain what we do.
5: Yes, that's. I agree with that. But uh, we we have to use it as a way
4: of yeah denominating things, you know. Uh, one thing I've been finding is there's been a lot of dream weavers running around. Uh, yes, there have. Bothering people. Yes. there uh, is. Why? I know with the new age. Uh, well, the dream weaving is a very weak form of the darker art. Yes, there, there, is, there is something let loose
5: there which wasn't, hadn't been let loose up to now.
2: Father, what is dream-weaving? Uh, ma'am, you explain this in your language.
4: Uh, well, you could probably explain it easier than I could. Dream-weaving is when you send negative forces to people when they're sleeping. That's right. Uh, you can control a person better when their defenses are down. Mm. And then sleep. Uh, the defenses of the right. Uh, you can uh, cause them uh, great illness if they don't sleep properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have gotten very paranoid.
2: Yeah. Have you done that to people?
4: Uh, no, sir, I haven't. I've put up uh, bindings and awards to protect some of the people that I'm working with. Good, good. They give them protection that they lack. Right. Uh, right. There's, there's no doubt about it, uh, ma'am. That uh um, hmm? what I was gonna say is a lot of these new agers are using this dream weaving.
5: I know they are. And,
4: and they, they don't just, they don't know what they're dealing with. No, they
5: don't, and they end up in, in the ditch, as we say, figuratively speaking. And there's there's also behind it all too, ma'am, there's this fact that there has been let loose upon us some other forces that that uh that, um, that it's, that help dream weaving
4: mm-hmm. of
5: an evil kind. Yeah. And um, we we're trying to combat that and that's very difficult. It's very difficult. Isn't yeah, it it comes it accounts for an awful lot of insomnia, it yes. accounts for an awful lot of disorder in families mm-hmm. and
4: disruptions and divorces. It accounts for a terrific amount of damage. Oh yes. And um, I've also noticed there's a lot of the imps running around lately.
2: Yes. Uh, pardon me? Imps. Imps. uh what are those
4: uh one of a better definition minor devils that are mischievous yes it's. it's <laughs> I mean, that's it, the closest it, definition i can come yeah to it. It, it's, it's
5: a good way of putting it they are uh, mis- mischievous or mischievous as you say um they are devils they they belong to the middle plateau for the present moment that's their plane of activity and um they can be called poltergeists if you want to call them there they behave like poltergeists at times um, there are a lot of those but i think that's all part of this avalanche that's been let loose upon us i can't i don't know why but that's the way things have gone and um, as you said it did coincide with the disruption of the catholic tradition
2: i don't know why the wild god line you're on the air with father malachi martin uh, good
6: morning Wonderful to speak to you again, Mr. Bell. I just listened to your. I just tuned in and I heard mention of the Catholic Church. I wonder if Mr. Martin
2: could give more insight in what is actually going on with the Catholic Church.
5: Well, uh, provided I don't scandalize you or you hurt your feelings. Well, you know what I mean. I have to be careful because uh, oh. it's one of the few things that my gentle Lord Jesus condemned was to give scandal. <laughs> and there are ways, ways of giving scandal. But if you want to be, uh, want me to be very frank, here's what's happening as far as I'm concerned. There is a worldwide apostasy going on amongst Catholics. And it is
2: on the highest levels and the lowest levels. Mr. Bell, do you know who I am? Uh, no, not yet. Who are you? Well, this, this will give you a clue. Uh, Mr. Martin, what do you feel is the Catholic Church's connection with vampirism? Oh, With what? Uh, a father? Yes? You are speaking to somebody who claims to be a vampire. Ah, Mr. Bell, I'll be sending you some literature, photos, and a lot of information. Uh, Hopefully you can help me spread the word about what is happening with vampires in this country and in the world right now. Have you ever spoken with a vampire, Father? Yes, I have. I have. Uh... There was a, a school of vampirology.
5: That's what it's called in Long Island. I knew the members of it in the seventies. I've lost track of all of them. That school's been shut down. It has moved. Really? Yes. It's now somewhere in the Midwest. Well, yes. I know that. Then there was another settlement or group in Louisville, Kentucky. That's the It's the exact same school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, but I I only had passing um, but do you know you you are aware that the Catholic Church is involved in vampirism Uh, no I'm not aware of that that it's it's officially
2: uh, uh, involved in vampirism the Catholic Church of today isn't the Catholic Church it was let's say four years ago he said the Catholic Church is not the church it was years ago I think oh that I know I fully agree with you But, but there's
5: Wholesale official vampirism, I did not know. A lot I'm of the... Even, I'm not even contesting I'm that. Not, a lot I'm of just, the scandal that is uh,
2: plaguing the Catholic Church today yeah. the um, children, it, it isn't a coincidence that this is happening yeah. all over the country. Yeah. And why the church is paying big money to keep it quiet. I know, we're paying an offer, and
5: we've paid since 1985, <laughs> I think, with the Catholic Church in America, has had to shell out not quite a billion dollars in out-of-court settlements. Wow! For, this this for child molestation. And, mm-hmm. um, it's more than molestation in many ways. Uh, I'm sorry to. Of admit. course it is. The molestation is a, is a is
2: a general word covering an awful lot. Yes. Official. Uh, uh, so sure. when you receive the information, I I need to find out how to send it to you. All right. Well, I understand. Right. I'm I'm you, in you, hiding. Yeah. You just listen to my address, uh, Father. Yes. Um. I heard you agreeing with him more than not, with regard to the state of the church. Yes, um, the, the causes of that state is something else. A billion dollars, short of a billion dollars, Father? Almost, almost a billion and out of course settlements. Why, why is there so much evil uh, that it requires that kind of money to cover it? Well,
5: Art, you've asked me the $64,000 question. If we knew why this plague has descended upon us in the states just in the united states of america alone we'd be very happy because then we could do something about it we don't quite know now by the way it doesn't involve more than four to six percent and uh, it's the official figure of the clergy but the damage is huge and uh, the reports we're getting about Europe and Ireland, in particular, are very discouraging. The same, the same plague, which I call it, uh, is afflicting those places, beginning to afflict them. But now that it's due to vampirism, uh, that's something new in my in my horizon.
2: All right. Uh, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Father Malachi Martin. Hello. Hello there. No, I guess I didn't push the button. Sorry about that. Uh, Wilson of the Rockies, you're on air with Father Malachi Martin. Hello. Oh, all right. This is Stephanie in Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yes, sir. Yes, on QB. Um, Father Martin, it's, uh,
7: uh, it's been a pleasure and an inspiration to hear you on our show. Thank you very uh, much for saying that, sir. Uh, I wanted to relate two experiences to you and uh, would sort of like your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, one was a number of years ago I was uh, involved in... Uh, I was experimenting a little bit with shamanism yeah. uh, and I had a rather negative experience. I tried to induce a shamanic trance uh-huh. and shortly thereafter, a large blue and red bird with a very long beak uh-huh. appeared before me about three feet away. Uh-huh. And its beak started pulling. like the best way I can describe it is a stream of energy from my chest. Uh-huh. Uh, at which point I invoked the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and and the bird disappeared. Okay. Uh, and my question on that would be, if, what your thoughts on shamanism were generally, and if it is purported to be a positive um, endeavor by those who practice it, why I ended up having one story that uh, I'd like to comment on. The other is that uh, my father passed away about four years ago a mm-hmm. uh, very painful uh, circumstances after a long protracted illness. Yeah, yeah. And about two months ago, I had a visitation from him. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you see him? I didn't see him. I was upstairs and I was asleep, at least I believe I was. Yeah. And I felt myself
2: you uh, do people communicate with uh, people who have passed on do they really communicate with them or is this a concoction of their own needs in their own mind if it were merely a question of being concoction of
5: their own needs in their own mind that would be one thing at least it's innocent the difficulty is this that our friend here from from Albuquerque who is yes. very frank talking to us he endeavored to practice shamanism and shamanism is an open door to the middle plateau and that middle plateau is dominated by spirits not friendly to our souls and they can deceive us and uh, we can be hoaxed without our knowing it and especially when it's a question of somebody we love like my father or my mother or my sister or my brother or my friend my wife, my husband, um, I can be deceived. And uh, there's only one sure way of avoiding being hoaxed. And that is um, submitting it all to a very sharp rule of discernment, which would take a long time to explain uh, right here and now. But it's spiritual discernment. Um, Because anything touching the spirit, and this, uh, I say also to our friend in Albuquerque, anything touching the human spirit, anything invading my soul, my will and intellect, that's how my soul has got to, uh, is of prime importance because I'm sitting duck for angels and devils. And I must make my choice. And I must be careful who, what friends I make. And I would advise him to be very careful about uh, practicing shamanism he had one experience, which was a warning to him, and obviously he's protected. Otherwise,
2: that that bird would have tore his heart out. All right. Uh, you're on the air with Father Malachi Martin. Good uh, good morning. Uh, yes, sir.
8: Good morning. Y- you know the man who calls about the vampirism and all that? Yeah, he called a little while ago, yes. Back in the 70s, I used to t- take a lot of her lucigenics, acid. Yep. Yeah. And one night, I was a vampire was in the corner of the living room up at by the ceiling and hit me like in seconds. And ever since then, I've had uh, a form of sexual obsession. That I mean, I've even I've, I've studied the Bible, but Father Malachi I know the verse where you're ever learning, but you never come to the knowledge of God. Yes, and it's like I cannot break away from this i mean i know the bible inside now
5: i know. I would advise you to seek out um a negrosist because he, what you describe is a form of obsession demonic obsession it's not quite possession well, otherwise you couldn't be talking like you talk that well, inc- incident
8: happened like in a matter of second oh yes you it, know what it, i mean it, i could see that thing in the corner By the ceiling, and it it hit me, and I knew it had hit me.
5: It's instantaneous. It takes just a moment of time.
8: And then that other problem developed, and to this day I have that problem. I know. I I mean, I've even prayed to God and said, I know you will have, but I can't.
5: Until you get rid of that obsession, and the only way you get rid of that is by means of of an exorcist, really. And. um, well, the, well, that sounds some,
8: so drastic, you know what I mean? An exorcism?
5: Well, it's not drastic in your case, because you're not resisting it. It's a well, I've of, been to uh, doc, you know, psychologists, psychologists, Oh, they, 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 there's those. no healing there at all. All psychologists and psychiatrists will do for you, my friend, is this. They will make you viable. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You'll be able to carry on. But they that's about you. what they told me. Yeah, there's no healing there. learn to live with. Yeah, they don't heal you. Only one person can heal you, and that's the grace of our Lord Jesus. And I should seek out a, a, seek out a holy priest.
8: Would that only be a Catholic priest?
5: Well, I only know holy Catholic priests. I'm sure there are other holy people.
8: And tell because, them what's going on in my life?
5: That's right. If I were
8: I'd do that. Ever since that had happened, this has caused major problems in
2: my life. I'm it sure it really has, has. has. I'm sure it has. Uh, Father, think... how, does, how does somebody know that, um, uh, this may be a question for after we come back sure. from the break, but sure. how does one know that you have found the right kind of priest? Uh, you will know that because it, uh, when we say the right kind, we must mean somebody who is close to God, somebody capable of recognizing this uh... exactly and has the expertise in dealing with it because you know there's nothing worse than an ignorant priest who doesn't know what to do nothing worse than or, or one that costs the church uh, a lot of money as in... well wow. yeah <laughs> that's that, 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 you know but talking in the context of good men good stupid men can do just as much damage inadvertently you understand me Back now to Manhattan, New York, and Father Malachi Martin. Father, yeah. um, I've intentionally invited uh, something of the dark side yeah. just, um, I guess, as a, a sort of a contrast uh, this evening, as something different to do. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't do it. I don't know. No, but, no. i uh, done. Um, but you know what? Um, there's a lot of it out there, Father, and a lot of people think these are kooks or crazy people. And they're not. For example, not. The, the guy who called and said he's a vampire, he's been very serious. I know. He's, he's dead serious. He oh, knows yes. what he's talking about. Oh, uh, yes. I, I, I take it very seriously, Art, quite frankly. A lot of people, Father, who are basically good people mm-hmm. think that these, these realms, these people who are into these things mm-hmm. are not real. Oh, they are. The, the unfortunate point is that they are real. <laughs> difficulty. Exactly right. Um, and these are the people that when you're doing your serious work, uh, you're working with, aren't they? That's right. All right. Um, exactly. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're on the air with Father Malachi. Martin, uh, good morning.
0: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
2: Sure. Where are you?
0: I'm in the low desert. My name is Debbie. Okay. Um, Dr. Malachi, yes. I believe in both the dark and light, and that they should be together and not split apart like the Catholics have done. And I just wondered, in in your studies, I study astrology and not the esoteric kind, and at the time of change, like the one that happened just before Jesus was born, there were big floods for a few years, and about about ten times as, as many years there were droughts. And I wondered if in your studies there has been reference to that, because most of the references were lost, when the
5: uh, library was burned at Alexandria, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, 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 were, there are references. Um, there, a, there, there is a set of men called the Church Fathers, and they lived between, oh, between 100 A.D. and 600 A.D. Taken those as cliche dates, and their their writings are considered to be very valuable for the for Christianity. And they do speak about such things. They speak about such uh, climactic uh, changes, climatological changes, I should say, and um, uh, calamities of various kinds, with water and earthquakes, and um, mainly, mainly floods and volcanoes.
2: They do. You're right. I'm I'm curious about something you said, ma'am. You said you work with the dark and the light. How do you do
0: that? Well, I don't separate it. I think that both are a natural part of our environment. And so, and in fact, I'm really worried about some tendencies with the new age. I'm glad people are trying to get in touch with themselves. But um, I'm sure the doctor knows that a lot of the people who are learning channeling from other people who don't really know anything seem to have more contact with things that the Catholics would call incubus and succubus than they are with having contact with anything that would give us valid information. Mm and i just in in that vein i wonder if he's had to cure a number of people who well there are people who say once you open the door it's really hard to get it shut and i think these people in their innocence and wanting to see just the good and the light and the happy aren't looking at what they're doing
5: i know you're right there is a lot of uh, innocent uh, mistakes there which end up in a lot of pain um i think that if we could have a long, long conversation, which we can't have tonight anyway, the uh, when you say you work with the dark and the light, uh, you know, those are traditional things within Christianity itself.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I grew up in a Christian household. Uh-huh. I know.
5: Um, and the, by the way, there's a balance beyond the union of dark and light, too, which I'm sure you have come to or will come to.
0: Sir, when I was a child, the people who worked with the person that was the missionary in our town who had been to India yes. uh, accused me of being bodhisattva, so I kind of look at everything because I'm supposed to be here to look at the whole picture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, uh,
5: the, the role of bodhisattva is, uh, you know, has a, well, I, I don't know how to put this, but it has a parallel within Christianity itself. A, a bodhisattva is just...
0: Wasn't that the John the Baptist?
5: Yes, uh, it's a question of uh, sacrificing oneself for one's fellow man, for one's fellow people. Um, there's nothing nothing uh, uh, disruptive or evil about the Buddhism, in my view, at all.
0: Thank you very much.
5: So it, must
2: be, uh, it must be understood very carefully. Well, I hope you feel better.
0: Well, thank you. I really appreciate you letting me talk.
2: All right. It's been a pleasure, ma'am. Take care. East of the Rockies, you're on there with Father Malachi Martin. Hi. Hey, good morning, Art. Good morning, sir. Where are you?
6: This is Lance, a fifth-time caller from Park Hills, Missouri. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to ask your guest guest a question. Sure. Is it possible for a person to be a lycanthrope and not be evil? Um, Yes, it is possible.
5: Within the framework of your question, I must say, yes, it is possible. Yes, it is possible. In other words, can lycanthropy be kind of a gift? Yes, it can be. And like everything else, it can have a good purpose or an evil purpose.
2: Father, would you get a little bit away from the phone for me? Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Pardon me. It's all right. I,
5: uh,
2: uh, I haven't spoken with a man with this look for quite a while, and I got excited. Well, uh, let me understand, because I don't understand what he just said. So,
6: so would you explain lycanthropy to Art? Well, uh, lycanthropy, like the definition you'll find in most dictionaries is the delusion a person suffers that they believe that they're either a wolf or a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's you? Uh, uh, not by that definition, either. No, that's not his. Uh, let's see. I don't know how to describe it in my terms. Uh, well, do the best you can. It's... All right, tell us what you think you are, or what you feel. Well, it's mostly in dreams. I don't, I don't believe, uh, I don't believe in werewolves and like the real world or anything. Yes. But I've had lycanthropy in my dreams. Mm. And, well, that was just a question I came up with while I was listening to your show. I'm glad you did. Um, It's it's not necessarily evil, Uh, but uh,
5: it would be interesting to to find out why you have those lycanthropic dreams.
2: It really would... Do you want to know, caller? Uh, Yes. If, if he can answer that, how does well, he how does he find out, Father?
5: Uh, he must pray, and him, you see, does the, the this, uh, but it it can be generational. In the sense that it can come from um, uh, from factors which he inherits with his flesh and bones, uh, wow. because accompanying that. There's uh, an ancestral influence, and that's something which I can't, I, at this distance, I can't uh, perform. You know.
6: Okay, just just to make something clear, I don't dream of ripping people's throats out or anything. I know you don't. I, I know you don't. It's uh, mainly uh, being a wolf with other wolves out in the wilderness type dreams. That's right. Uh, sometimes, if I do take that half-state form, uh, those dreams, it seems like uh, instead of killing people, I'm saving people's lives, like I've had a lot of dreams recently of saving people from fires.
5: Well, that's the good, that's the good version of us, which you share. That's why I say it can be good and it can be evil. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd want to know much more about you, sir.
2: So you don't, Uh, you don't hear a lot of, of this sort of thing then father?
5: No, there's a certain quantum I've come across it uh, in, in a certain amount of people. It's a, it's a minority as far as I'm, my experience goes as I've heard about it and talked with them, but I've always had to inquire about their families. Mm -hmm. There's a generational aspect to this, which uh, must be sought out, uh, especially if it's uh, has a negative effect, when it has a positive effect, as it has in this man's, as this man just said, then I still would inquire about it because I'd be very curious. It's a rare
2: um, trait, Boy, I'm learning a lot tonight. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Father Malachi Martin. Hi.
0: Hello? Oh, it's me. Oh, hi. Yes, hi. hi. Um, where where are you? Um, San Francisco. Okay. And okay. my name is Tiziana, and I'm a first-time caller, and it's an honor to speak with both of you. Thank you. Um, I had a, a Microsoft for Father uh, Martin, is that I needed some advice on how to respond to uh, my five-year-old's daughter's question, and yeah. uh, namely, she came to me and asked me with uh, quite a serious and inquisitive tone um, and said, Mom, why, when I'm alone, I feel like there's someone watching me? And additionally, before she even asked me the question, I just intuitively knew that she was going to ask me that specific question, and maybe I could attribute this to fact that I'm also quite sensitive, and I've had episodes where I've been intuitive or I don't know, psychic, yes. whatever you want to name it, and I also have felt that I have been watched, or I feel someone's watching me, and, and in particular I felt it strongly when, um, during when my sister had passed away, and it was during a traumatic time in my life, and what I did during those times is just naturally, I just kind of called out to, um, to God, you know, to Jesus, and, and I felt at ease. Now, I don't think that my daughter is experiencing the same thing as I am, and when she asked me this question, I didn't want to put words in her mouth, and I was kind of, like, caught off guard, and I no. just told her to describe to me what it is that she was feeling. Was this, uh, was this uh, an animal? Was it a person? And she kind of, like, tried to grasp the words, and she thought, and she goes, well, I think it could be my garden angel. And I says, well, you know, your garden angel is there to protect you, and it's there to guide you, and it's, it's a... What do you feel? What Does it does it talk to you? She goes, no, I just feel like I, I have to run, and, and I'm afraid. I have to run? Yes. Yeah. That's not necessarily good. No, 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 it and, not. And then what, what has happened, I guess, um, we're, we're going through some traumatic times. Uh, uh, there's, in, the, uh, in the family? Yes, there's been an illness uh, with an aunt, and also my brother has uh, just been um, uh, diagnosed with cancer. And so I guess I thought maybe she's just feeling all the stresses of what's going on. But she has been... um, coming into sleep in my bed uh, mm. um, after she, you know, she's five years old, um, yes. after a long period of time, and I thought, hmm, I, I, I could tell she's probably stressed about something, and I don't know if I should take this seriously, or if it's just a fluke, or, or could she possibly be feeling, because she's very sensitive, and she's extremely bright, All right. very uh, artistic. okay, ma'am, hold well, on a
2: moment. Um, I don't know what you think, Art. Um, Can we talk? Uh, yes, I... Do we have time? Uh, we do. Um, I would guess, Father, that uh, if this child is feeling something she feels she has to run from, that doesn't sound like a guardian angel to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It sounds she's frightened. But uh, the the
5: only way to approach her in this matter would be to get her confidence. Yes. How would I go about doing that? Well, I think you'd want closer bodily association with her, like lying in bed together. Yes. Uh, eating together. Uh-huh. Um, and then talking about objective things together, and uh, describing things. Or if you come across some flowers, uh, say what you feel about those flowers, and get her to come out like that
0: slowly but surely. Um, then does she say any prayers? Oh yes, um, good. we're well, then, Catholic and we go to church yeah. and we say our prayers at yeah. night. And uh, I'll tell you. Um,
5: I'd like to send you something for that child, uh, the chaplet of Saint Michael, Um, but uh, that's uh, rather difficult in the present room because I haven't got an address, and um, I don't want you to be broadcasting your address over the air. Why don't don't we do it the other way around, Father, and give her a way to contact you? Yes, well, the way to do it would be my address, my, my my address for the radio. Is 217 E66th Street. Did you say 217 E66th? E66th Street, New York, New York, 10021. And when you write, Uh uh, I want to give you a nickname, Teresa. Teresa. Teresa, yes. So say, I am the person you call Teresa. Okay. And I'll
2: know who we are talking about.
0: Okay. All right? Great. Thank you so much. I just feel so much at ease now. God bless
2: you. Take hey, care, and oh. thank you very much for the call. Um, repeat your address uh, good and slowly, Father. Because yes, I will. 217
5: 217 East 66th Street, New York, New York
2: 10021. Good. All right. Uh, first time caller line. You're on the air with Father Malachi Martin.
9: Oh, it's an honor art thank you sure uh father Malachi, yes, uh years ago in my family, we met a man that um was um healer and he did he said he did he didn't do the healing, but God did, mm-hmm. and he healed me so of uh ulcer so i knew, and it happened instantaneously. That's then nice. my mother got cancer real real bad tumors everywhere had five operations. She was in bed, and I went. To, and she was suffering terrible with pain. Oh. And I went to her home and called him what to do, how to help her. And he asked me if I would let him transfer her pain into my legs uh, so she wouldn't have to suffer so badly. Well, it's my mother. I wanted to help her. I loved her. Yeah. And I said, yes, without thinking I thought I was healthy, I thought, Well yes. it would go right away. You know, it wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to keep it. Mm-hmm. Never had thought of that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fifteen years and I got the pain. My mother of course died. And Did uh, she die of the cancer? Yes yes, sir, she did. She she got more tumors after that. Uh-huh. And they had to give her morphine and then she passed yes. away. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. And um all right, you have really struck an interesting question. We're at the bottom of the hour, ma'am, so we're going to have to uh, go. But that's, is she, is she an empath? Is that, is what she said possible? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. And then even uh, her mother passes away and she, for life, for life, has the, has the suffering, yes. Bachelor Father Malachi Martin, the young lady who called, or not so young. Have we lost the contact with her? Uh, well, not in the sense that she's still listening. I think she gave us her story. She asked to receive that pain, and she uh, has had it now all her life. How is that possible, to transfer in that way pain, and what can she do? Well, the first comment to make upon it is that it's a very dangerous thing to do. And
5: um, uh, the man she spoke to, uh, it's not he who transferred the pain. Um, it's God, but you cannot tempt God. Why would God do, why would God do that? Because this is an abuse. You don't, uh, you don't, um, he was wrong. That man
2: is suggesting it didn't say for a mother anyway. Uh, clearly, clearly, but I, I don't understand why you say it is an abuse. In other words, this is something she did out of love. I know, but it's it was
5: misdirected love, misdirected by this particular healer. Um, and it, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to accept from God and heal if you can by other means, but not by, by um, that sort of substitution. Offering up of yourself. Yeah, it's not it's not it's always been condemned by Christianity from the very start mm-hmm. because the ancient healers uh, pre-Christian and then they at the same time early Ro- in early Christianity the Roman and Greek healers used to practice this sort of uh, uh, um, healing and um, substitute healing as, they, as we call it in the books and uh, it's always been condemned by Christianity as wrong um just wrong because you 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 don't choose these things um it's one thing to sacrifice your life for somebody else to save their life when they're drowning or they're being bitten by a mad dog or whatever or killed by somebody cruel and you you let her be killed in their place that's number one but in the matter of disease and um you there you're fiddling with god's providence in a way which is not not holy not good Okay. Christianity has always condemned it, substitute healing. All right. Uh, how? What, what, what does she do now? Ah, what she does is she gets a holy priest, a holy man, to pray over her and give her a healing process. There's no question of any demonic influence here. It's simply a mistake she made, and she was punished for it. Uh, she can merit an awful lot, but a, a good priest should teach her how to uh, merit Grace from
2: God in this matter. You see, Father, I don't understand that. Um, I know. You said she made a mistake and she was punished for it. Uh, mm-hmm. She took on the pain of her mother, or wished to, mm-hmm. uh, out of nothing but pure love. I know. I know. And but she was punished for it. Why would? Why would a fair? I know. A fair just, God punish. I, I know. Art,
5: I see your difficulty. It's just that we find out that that's what happens. It's always been condemned to Christianity as uh, something that shouldn't be done. Okay. And uh, I, 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 in my very Christian instinct, my Christian instinct goes against it. And well, I know it's always been condemned. It's not the way to go. Why? Well, the bigger problem is why God allows other things, like the birth of babies who are coke addicted and have AIDS when they did nothing except their parents. Yes. Well, you know, it's one of these mysteries of evil.
2: I don't know, Art. I have no answer to that question. I wish I had, but I haven't. All right, what about this one? Uh, Father Martin, I'm a Catholic, I respect you greatly, but you said something that was a bit disquieting. Yeah. An earlier caller identified herself as not only someone who practices Wicca, mm-hmm. but she said that she had left the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. You said that was okay. What she was doing was okay as long as she honored Christ. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, or, said that. Or, or please clarify what you meant. How can it be okay that she left the true church for a pale imitation? Well,
5: I don't think she left the true church.
2: That's the point. Uh,
5: from what she was saying, it seems to me that she was deserting the organization as such. But if she honors Christ and honors his mother and prays, and is a good person morally, uh, she has no more left the church than I have. But what she's talking about is the organization which she found abhorrent for some reason rather. And of course it's not, if she had said to me, no, I practice Wicca and um, I worship the devils or I worship idols or I worship this world. And uh, no, I don't have any belief or, or attachment to the Lord Jesus or to, as you call him, or the Virgin Mary or the angels. That would be a different story. But uh, you can't say you've left the church when you honor these people. I and mean, when you live a moral life, it's just, uh, uh, she has some reason for saying that uh, I know so many people out who will tell me, I absolutely hate the Catholic Church's organization. It's clergy, it's bishops, it's garbage. And then I find that they're very good people. It's just that Something bad hit them. They were maltreated or unjustly treated, or they were scandalized.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And, um, but they're still within the church of Christ. He still loves
2: them they belong to him still they don't have to be in the organization to be with him not absolutely they should be if
5: through some accident personal accidents they the exit from the formal connection
2: with the organization they still belong to christ All right. um on my first time caller line you're on the air with uh father malachi martin hi hello this is keith from actually oklahoma Yes, sir. You're going to have to speak up good and loud, Keith. Get into that phone and yell at us. I'm sorry. This is not a sound jean, Just a portable... It's phone. all right. Go right ahead. Um,
1: listen, I've tried to get through to follow my call many times. Huh. I have many questions. I am an atheist. I am not a non-believer. Yes. I am not a bad person. I teach my son right from wrong. But I have many questions. Um, uh, number one, I have a mentally retarded brother. Yes who has no understanding of right and wrong, who has no understanding of God and evil, mm-hmm. where is his, where is his place of immortality? Where is his place? mm mm-hmm. uh, How old is he? He right now is about 31. Uh, is he viable? Can he work? Uh, not really. Oh, so somebody must take care of him? Yes, my
5: mother and father take care of him. I know. And when they go, somebody else must take care of him. Well, his place? is I suppose takes the place of that they asked Christ about somebody similarly afflicted in the gospel and he said that such a person is the best uh, is one example of the way God lets things happen in this world and the people said well is it because of his father or his mother that he's so punished and he said no 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 it's to manifest the power of God uh it's a, difficult, it's a difficult thing to accept, but he has a place in the scheme of, of, uh, of salvation. Okay, Father,
1: I'm also a surgical nurse. Yes. And you, you would not believe the horrors we see coming in with young children that have been abused? I can believe it. I mean, I actually saw a two-year-old that the father had taken the child and actually broken his back over its knee.
5: You know, how do you, how do you explain that? I mean, well, you don't. There's a thing called evil. Mm-hmm. There's a thing called evil in this world. And um, evil runs rampant in certain families. And the suffering and the pain and the, the horrible experiences thrust on the weak and the helpless, uh, it has only served always to drive me into the arms of my Lord. Jesus and uh, God Um, I know it exists and I want to escape it and I hope never to indulge in it or fall into it and I hope to cure people practicing it but that it's there is a fact of life Mm -hmm. that's the world there's a long story behind that a long long cosmic story which you know probably as well as I could explain it Mm -hmm. but it's the existence of evil
1: Oh, I know, but I mean, you know, it's just somehow you say, uh, who's looking out for these children? I mean, they can't help themselves. They didn't they do anything
5: not. to deserve, though. They know they did nothing to deserve it at all. All you can do, all you can do is, well, if you can restore them physically, that's one thing you can do. But if they're like a little child with his back broken, I'm sure it died. Mm, yes, it did. Um, but then. At that stage, your faith must enter, because uh, when I have come across children like that, uh, for instance, i give you an example, if it doesn't shock everybody listening, uh, I've had to, uh, uh, I had access to a child who had been sodomized, a little mm-hmm. girl, by well, her daddy. i seen many, sir. What? I've seen many. Yeah, and she was just a year and a half, almost two years old, but she was, had been baptized, of course. Um, what I do is I associate her sufferings. She suffered. Mm-hmm. I associate her sufferings with the sufferings of my Lord Jesus, who died for all sinners, in the hope that her sufferings can be turned to good use by Christ Himself. That's the only, and, and I, I also pray to little babies like that. I have a whole list of them, by the way, which I recite every day. It's sad in itself. It's very sad. The only thing is that this life is sad in several aspects, and we can't let that dominate because we have a glorious um, Savior, and we have uh, a, a glorious God, and that he has allowed evil is one of the biggest mysteries we have to face. But yes, he has sir, lot... I agree with that. Yeah,
1: I have one more is... key question. What is it? All right. It's something I proposed to my, uh, to actually my priest in town. He could not answer it for me. Yes. We say that uh, in heaven, yes. There's no sorrow. There's no. no sickness. No. There's only everlasting happiness and love. Yes. Let's say, for example, take Art for example. Yes. We all know how much how close he is to his mother, how much he loves his mother. I tell you, Yes. Yes. Let's say he gets to heaven. Yes. And for some reason, well, it's just an example. His mother isn't there. Yes. How do you explain that? How do you account for that? I mean, how, do you, how can you have
5: happiness well,
1: if the people you love are not
5: around you? Hmm. Well, if the happiness in heaven, first of all, doesn't spring from the people around you, it springs from God. And number two, uh, I really would be very surprised if Belle's mommy isn't there.
1: No, I know. I really would
5: be. It is. Uh, I really mean that.
2: No, I understand. I was just using it as an example. Well, it's more likely that you'll be missing me.
5: <laughs> no, no, no,
2: no, no, no. We won't be missing oh, you. Right, we're, sure going to
5: be, we're going to make sure that you come upstairs with us all. But the 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 point is this: that when you get to heaven, when you are in God's presence, you are absorbed in Him, and any anybody or anything, and not absorbed in Him. Once this cosmos has passed away, uh, fades out of your existence, fades out of your memory, fades out of life. So everything down here doesn't count? Well, it does count because it's down here that I work out my salvation. Mm -hmm. It counts. Oh, yes, it counts. My goodness. Uh, And that's one of the, if I could say it, I don't want to be uh, trumpeting this as triumphantly or, or invidiously, but... One of the biggest differences between the early Protestants, at least, and Catholics was this that, uh, as you know, Lutherans would say that you can do nothing to save yourself. You're justified by faith alone. Whereas Catholics have always said, no, no, you merit. You can merit punishment, you can merit heaven. And similarly, I must tell you, sir, that if I were in your place in the, in the surgical wards, I would have, uh, I would have a, a little baby family of about 3,000 already <laughs> uh, that I would have baptized uh, or, or with water or at least baptized somewhere or other and that I would have uh, prayed to so that their sufferings would be
2: united with the sufferings of my Lord Jesus because that's the way I can save souls. Well, I'm curious about something, caller. You uh, advertised yourself as an atheist when you first called. Yes, sir. Um, I understand an agnostic. I understand somebody who has not been able to quite make the leap of faith necessary um, uh, to to be one with God. But I don't understand an atheist. That's somebody, uh, by definition, who believes there is no such thing as God. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I do not believe in God. I do not believe... And the devil. If you don't believe in
1: one, you can't believe in the other. That's right. You know, you're not a That's devil right. worshiper just because you're an atheist. I right. am no, a, good, no, I'm a not. good person. I would treat my son right and wrong. But in the old saying of Missouri, I am a show-me person. Yes. And I it, I just can't quite grasp the concept of faith. You know, I, I just can't quite grasp it. Yeah. It's like, you know, the old coin trick behind the ear, which they Where to go? I've got it. You know, I don't believe in magic. I don't believe in fate. I wish I could. I mean, I am envious
5: of people who believe in everlasting life. I'll tell you something. Yes, sir. Yeah. I tell you something. We said it to somebody earlier who was on with Arthur myself. If I would like to love you, it's the beginning of love.
1: Mm -hmm.
5: And if I would like to believe. It's the beginning of belief, because otherwise you'd say, I don't give a damn about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So there's there's something there, and look, um, I don't know your personal life, and probably God will never give us the chance of, of uh, consorting with and uh, revealing each other to each other, but um, he has a plan for you because you're a good man. Yes, sir. And you're doing a good duty, and he will reveal himself to you in his own way. It won't be... Probably the way he reveals himself to Art Bell or to me or to Art's wife or us mother, whatever it is But uh, you uh, have found God already. You're not calling him God And I'll be praying for you. I uh, Thank you. All right. Thank you very
2: much uh, for the call um, So even somebody who would say he is an atheist uh, Is not lost. Oh, no Oh, no, not like that, no. No, the soul is
5: too valuable. Now, the only person persons that seem to me to be lost, I, I, I express the fact that it seems to me art, is the perfectly possessed. Because that's a total renunciation, but a total renunciation of a formal, I mean, it's done deliberately. What about a devil worshiper? Well, if he really worships the devil, he's possessed. Perfectly possessed. You can't worship the devil.
2: You really worship him, as the prince has everything for you. I thought of a. Uh, I thought of as I listened to you describe a perfectly possessed person as someone who would not so actively uh, be engaged in worship of the devil specifically, but might have cut a deal. Well, once <laughs> they cut a deal, there's an act of worship implied, and usually it takes place. All right. Usually it takes place. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with...